you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd overdrive. I will always survive. Hey everybody, it's the uh, Fanboy Planet Podcast. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com and masterminding this entire thing from the undisclosed location we refer to only as the Brett Cave. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. Do you only have a as the, the Brett, Brett Cave? cave? Well, okay. no, yeah. I mean, I know what it really is, but yeah. we don't tell other people. Right, right. Because then everyone would be there. Yeah, well. And, and no, it's just, you know. With all, oh, of course, they can't get past the, pack, the piles of books. So yeah, that's, no, that's you can't good. use the bathroom while you're here. No, no, uh, I have been one of the lucky few. Yeah, you or have a pass. Lucky few. You have a uh, lifetime you know. pass. We Do I? Yes. Well, that's sweet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so of course, uh, through all this, today's uh, podcast is going to be talking about uh, toys to comics. It used to be toys to life. That, that was the uh, Disney Infinity <laughs> and Lego. No, you know, uh, Lego uh, Dimensions and Disney Infinity. The, and Skylanders, right. those were called Toys to Life, so I realized uh, this topic is more Toys to Comics. But before we get into that uh, story, uh, I do want to, of course, mention that you can join the conversation or suggest topics because, you know, that is sometimes the struggle for us. It's, you know, we don't necessarily want to be super of-the-moment news because we want to be things that people will listen to later. And so you can join in. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. All at Fanboy Planet. Or you can write in directly to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I love getting emails because I'm of the age that uh, that was the tough social media adjustment for me. So uh, that's what I'm most used to. Anyway, uh and, of course, if we talk about some of uh, books in, in here, uh, and perhaps toys, depends on the toy, I guess, uh, and you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store, we are an Amazon affiliate, so each and every page has a um, fanboyplanet.com has a search box for Amazon, and uh, we often have direct links to products we talk about, and therefore that, too, means that as affiliates, we may get a small bit of revenue from your purchase there, and we are grateful for each and every penny that comes that way virtually. So uh, I also want to bring up, because, uh, you know, as some are aware, I relocated to uh, Southern California a couple of years ago, uh, but, but both of us, I believe, now you can counter me live here, uh, Rick, is that both of us will be, if I'm wrong, will be at Baycon <laughs> on the 4th of July weekend at the Santa Clara Marriott. Yes. Yes. I will not I know, counter you. No, no, we, we were not. Uh, I think we're the on last a panel together. Was that I, I thought we were, yeah. but I wasn't sure if we were supposed to publicize it, but we're rebels. So I'm oh, no, gonna, it's public. It's, it's public. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yes, we will be on uh, on a on a panel together. We have uh, I, I will be talking with uh, Frank Wu, who is the uh, guest of honor, and uh, so it, it's there. If you have not yet gained a membership to Baycon, and you and I will talk later, I think about possibilities for recording a panel or two just to see if that could be a, a podcast episode. Because I think the topics would be interesting. Uh, we, we shall see. But anyway, we'll be there in Santa Clara at the Santa Clara Marriott on the 4th of July weekend. So that's actually July 1st through 4th. Is that first, how it's First going? through 4th. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they will have, and they have a hotel that is very close to the Marriott's great America. Um, oh, where they just, will have they, fireworks. They, they, you can again tell you are a Bay Area native because you yeah. called it Marriotts. It's not Marriotts anymore. It's not Marriotts. It hasn't been Marriotts in decades. What is it? It's. I think it's the Santa Clara Great America, or just called Great America. I think the city owns it, or it's the company that owns Knott's Berry Farm. Now I know that I have really hardcore amusement park. It's California's listeners. Great America. California's Great America, not to be 
confused with Disney's California Adventure. I'll have to admit, the last time I was there, it was Great, it was Marianne's? Marianne's Great America. I haven't been, and I don't drive by it very often. No, why would you? Uh, I no longer have also, kids that want to go there. It's also by Levi's Stadium, right? So, uh, you know, yeah. It's, is it still it, Levi's? Because I haven't been by there. You could walk from one to the other, but I wouldn't. No, yeah. but I mean, but I'm, I'm it's just fairly saying close. That's, yeah. that those are the big landmarks around. And then there's the Santa Clara Convention Center, yeah. and which is attached to the Santa Clara Marriott or vice versa. The Santa right. Clara Marriott. But is it's attached not at to that hotel. Clara. It's at a different hotel. It's 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 in Santa Clara, but it's not the uh, the one that's attached to the convention center. Oh well, I'm glad you told this me that. This is making great radio, sh- by the way. I would have shown up to the other uh, to a completely different. Uh, you know, place. I'm, I believe they will have um, <laughs> they, they will have people at that hotel who will understand that there were going to be people confused. Um, it's at the Santa Clara Marriott, which is uh, um, another reason why I'm confused about which one it is. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, those are those, the Santa street. Clara Marriott, yes. Right, but it's the Santa Clara Marriott is not connected to the uh Oh, the now Center. I know which one it is. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, the other one, the one that was connected, was where Bacon was held for years. So Fascinating. Yeah. You know, you can edit all this out if you yeah, like. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I mean, although I may, we may be saving some people from going to the wrong hotel. I say eventually my app, my Bonvoy app, would have told me you showed yeah. up at the wrong place, yeah. idiot. Right, right. Uh, so your key doesn't work, sir. I I, <laughs> I would have been trying to break into a room anyway. Uh, so there we go. Top story is uh, what triggered this as a topic for me was actually uh, two was stories. The very excite well the the top concept topic is that. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, in late May, Marvel announced that they were finally had renegotiated the rights with Hasbro to reprint what oddly really uh, are two of my favorite books in when I was a kid reading reading Marvel comics, and, and at least the first year of of the Micronauts, you know, because uh, that was Bill Mantlo and Michael Golden classic comics. Michael the, Golden's beautiful artwork worthy of an artist edition from idw a few years ago and uh at least he was the first year that i think it was J- i think jackson geist took over and steve ditko did a couple of issues yeah. of micronauts as well yeah and we'll, we'll just see how far that goes they're going to re- reprint all of that in its entirety uh, beautiful stuff and of course rom which what we had noted was that years ago IDW had done a revival of ROM and the Micronauts, and I think it was you have Devil's to say ROM the Space Knight. ROM Space Knight, not ROM. the Space Knight. ROM Space Knight. I'm is the reading name it the, in a uh, uh, of the book. Okay. Yeah. I, again, because I I have the uh, article with the cover uh, yes, right yes. up front. It says yes. ROM Space Knight. Uh, which was, as I said, a comic book far more interesting than the toy it was based on. Though there was a lot of potential in ROM, but it just didn't. Did you have a ROM? I did not. Did you have? Do you have a ROM? We had a ROM. Do My, you have one now? No, that thing probably got shattered and broken up for parts and stuff. Were they? Were they? Were they fragile? Because I mean, again, they weren't really I fragile. Never had they one. were. They were pretty solid. I mean, I remember it along the same time as, um, oh, not. I it it felt to me a lot like the Major Matt Mason spinoff toys, not mm-hmm. the Major Matt Mason itself, but there was a. The aliens, uh, uh, Callisto, and then there was a giant like Jupiter or something. Yeah, and it uh, felt more like the 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 giant. Uh, yeah, it was. A, I can't remember. The, he had a very human looking alien, but he was huge. Yeah, uh, and he had the same kind of thing where things snapped into his hands and he powered it, and that's what the Rom toy did. It's, right, it had light up eyes and light up bits around. And he had a gun, which then right. was the void analyzer or something like that right, uh, right. in the comics, to get to un- unveil uh, to reveal the. Uh, dire wraiths who had infiltrated shape-changing aliens that had infiltrated well every planet really because the space knights were were he was just the greatest of them all right uh, which was marvel's saving grace after they lost the rights to rom because they could still have the space knights because they had they had created galador 
Somehow they were able to keep Dire Wraiths too. I did not. I I looked up. Yeah, they the showed original. up in like Power Pack and. Yeah, um, I looked up the original like box for ROM and the text on the back describing and the ads and so forth. And Dire Wraiths are mentioned there. Yeah. So I I do wonder if it's like a GI Joe situation where the company or the creator of of ROM went to Marvel and Marvel kind of filled in a lot of backstory that they took for the for the toy but what i remember most about it as a as an action figure if you want to call that was you know i do remember the commercial i remember seeing it uh in a toy store once um so i know like the eyes light up yeah the, the analyzer would would light up and he, he made breathed. i think he made sounds too yeah he breathed yeah, yeah, you know, and of course there were all, of course, the beep, 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 all, which all space toys did. I think it was about you know 1978. I know it was because we just we just talked about the date off off air. So 1978, uh, you know, post Star Wars. So yeah. he looks kind of like a combination of a Cylon and a stormtrooper, and with a backpack because they had to make something to hold the batteries. Right, but the thing is, and I and I do wonder among the many issues that the toy may have had was that there was nothing else. Like, the box would describe yeah. the Dire Wraiths. Yeah. There, were, there were no Dire Wraiths toys. But why I consider ROM an incredibly influential book, also written by Bill Mantlo, and we want to call attention to it, and some, a couple people actually commented on, on the Facebook page that, you know, Bill Mantlo is the guy that created Rocket Raccoon and and most of who we consider the modern, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So who suffered a traumatic brain injury, tragically young, and, you know, cannot take care of himself. It really does depend on kind of royalties. So the hope is, and I, I don't know one way or the other, although on the week that, you know, the ha- big hashtag in comics is hashtag comics broke me, I... I don't have high hopes for the royalties that would go to him uh, from omnibus sales, but, but I still do hope. Uh, so Bill Mantlo uh, wrote the backstories for ROM and for Micronauts and, you know, they created some interesting things, but we are also recording this like a, a week before secret invasion right. launches on Disney plus, And frankly, the plot of ROM yeah. is secret invasion. You know, I mean, although the so, scrolls, uh, the scrolls do predate by quite a right. bit. No, no, no. But the yeah. concept of secret invasion right. is wrong. Is the dire rates have replaced everybody? In fact, Bill Mantlo even retconned one of the early Avengers villains, uh, Space Phantom, to have been a a dire rate all along. Yeah. You so, know, I I did realize where they are. They are actually the dire rates still exist in comics fresh today or at least within the last couple of years um because there is a dire wraith puppy among the x-men i believe they, oh, they, they had the hounds the they had the dire wraith hounds and mm-hmm. and then there's there's one of the x-men has adopted a puppy who has been re you know basically been made into a good good character and hangs out because with that's him. what we do well that's it's kind of like do. when uh kitty pride had lockheed you know so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except I don't think Lockheed had ever tried to uh, commit Eat? genocide to the yeah. humans. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that. I could have missed anything, and especially with X-Men. Every time I get a press release on an X-Men comic, I just go, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, but the, anyway. The, the thing about the uh, Die Race 2 was it, they are probably the easiest thing in comics. Well, maybe not the easiest, but one of the easiest things in comics to draw. They're just, they're just kind of blobs. Goofy. They're just yeah, kind of they're, blobs. They're blobs. But interestingly, when IDW uh, revived ROM, they had dire wraiths as well. So uh-huh. there's something about that concept that kind of transcends copyright. And uh, <laughs> and I was gonna. So you know they announced that there will be three omnibuses. Love and and those are truly great comics. And the same again. A couple months later will come the first. It, so far, only announced one omnibus for the Micronauts, but I think because in my head, Micronauts lasted a lot longer than it really did. It's yeah. a it's a a groundbreaking comic or it's a historically significant comic for not just for for Bill Mantlo and and Michael Golden's combination, fantastic storytelling. It 
which also kind of like quickly that's based on Amigo or a licensed Mego. Uh, it's a tortured history. Figure. It's it's such a it's one of those right. It's a Japanese multiple Japanese it's a, it's companies. A Japanese toy like like Transformers. Really, ultimately, originally were several different uh, different companies robots yeah. that were licensed all into one for Hasbro. Here, same thing with with Micronauts and Mego, and and Hasbro got the rights and was and did threaten promise one year at comic-con that the micronauts were going to come back and so there was like a, a limited edition comic-con exclusive of three of the original micronauts packaged together and then they had a, a revolution box set which combined all the uh, hasbro characters that they were going to try to revive and make movies about through idw and there were t- and there were tiny tiny micronauts that didn't have any they joints, didn't do anything no yeah. articulation they were just little figures yeah and it's okay you know i i think about that and go like in the 40s that's what they were yeah. right you played with your toy soldiers and they did not have they did not move but so your the, imagination moved them the original book had 59 issues and there were a couple of one you know four uh, there was a four issue x-men and micronaut series and then that's, the, i thought i remembered that so the, they've only the announced new voyages one. Yeah, yeah, they've only announced one omnibus, and that's going through to right. issue twenty-nine. There's another twenty issues of Micronauts: The New Voyages, and then there's com- there's like a Kaza special and well, Kaza, uh, and this is what makes yeah. it uh, historically significant. The New Voyages was Micronauts alongside uh, Kazar or Kazar, one of those names you rarely hear said out loud, and Moon Knight were the first three books sold only to um, the direct market. Right, right. Marvel canceled all of them as newsstand comics and relaunched them all right. strictly to the direct market and changed the industry. So, you know, let's give that credit. Again, that was Jackson Geese at that point. It was not Michael Golden. He left, I think, after the first year. Uh, but again... That first omnibus alone, if, you, if you're just a fan of, of fantastic, imaginative art, that will be it. The Micronauts also are, to me, extremely uh, intertwined with the Marvel Universe. As, as you mentioned, there was the X-Men Micronauts crossover series. The character Bug, uh, who was supposed to be the Galactic Warrior right. fig uh, toy, right. which no resemblance whatsoever. I think the only one that actually looked... Oh, no, I said there were three. Uh, Baron Karza, Prince Feroid. A Croyer. A Croyer. Was, was, was the same kind of form factor as the Karza form factor. It was like um, a standalone figure that you could, they had magnetic joints. Mm-hmm. They so were you could great. snap they in and bar. They were fun and they, toys. they could both be made into centaurs. No, no, no. That, no, no, no. Uh, the Croyer couldn't. You're thinking there was the white no, character they, that was Marionette's brother in the comics. That's the one who could become a centaur. Oh, okay. The acquirer had these big, silver, uh, big metallic discs on his back, so he could fly. Uh, and then, uh, right, right. No, so, I, I know what you're talking about now. It was yeah. a smaller, the made with a transparent plastic, um, uh, like like time traveler and uh, time traveler. A pharaoh came in a little sarcophagus, right? And they they introduced him later in the se- in the series as Prince Pharaoh. That's why I said that, but that's not who Marionette's brother was. Brother but was, it was yeah. the but it was basically the white armored version of Karza, right? And and had the white horse and they who could didn't buy- appear in the books really, in the, at least in that factor. The brother, that, yeah. The, the white, yes, he did. Not not not. He didn't have the same kind of. Um, Car- uh, Carso could actually like shoot his hands off and stuff in the books, right? Oh yes, no, no, no. because yeah. the brother, though, I wish I could remember the, what the what the name of the character was, but he was uh, imprisoned right from the beginning. He was almost like the Princess Leia figure, uh, if you were going to compare it to Star Wars. He was imprisoned by Carza, so for several issues they knew nothing, and then Carza had because they had the body banks and. Karza was this, right, this right. horrible geneticist and was doing horrible things to people in the microverse. Oh, it's, it's horrible. The uh, the the white the white guy the white armored guy was Force Commander. That's why that was the stupidest <laughs> name, dumbest name ever. But but I mean to be fair to the toy line, the only characters, the only real character that had a name was Baron Karza. 
you know, pharoid was right. just considered a concept. Time Traveler was a concept. You had right. the space glider who was Commander Ran in the comics. Right. There was no equivalent to Marionette. Bug was the galactic warrior. And Acroyer, they did say, was Prince Acroyer. But it, if before the comic book, the toy line was that the Acroyer was just an alien race. And I think even in the comics, he was Prince Acroyer. He looks more people. robotic than the rest of them because of the way his joints are made. He's mm -hmm. he looks he looks like a robot with a. But in the comics, it was a uh, it was all armor because he took it off and his face yeah. looked like a kind of a skull, a little bit. Uh, and uh, and he was a good guy, which was shocking to me as having, you know, played played with the toys a bit when I re read the comic and went, well, no, 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 a Croyer was in the commercials was the bad guy, you know, the evil alien. Uh, who I assumed was allied with uh, with Baron Karza. So anyway, it's a you great know, I, thing. I still have all my Micronauts. I have many, and I have I I got the the R two D two and C three PO of the set. There's like a small bulky robot guy, mm -hmm. and then there's a really tall robot robot guy. That, Are you thinking that, Biotron? I think it's Biotron. Yeah. Yeah. As a toy, it was a big tall robot in the. It, yeah, no, he was in the comics as well, yeah. right? There's Biotron, yeah. and I can't remember what the little one was. And then there was a there was a knockoff that followed the same kind of you know. There's another toy line that it had like a green face, but a robot that was trying to be C3PO on R2D2, and I can't remember what that one. Robo, uh, I was gonna say it was Robo Four. Somebody's screaming the answer because they know they know. Uh, oh, the little one's Microtron. Microtron, of course, because that, at that point, I, yeah. I, hadn't got I did not have Biotron, but uh, my first marriage, uh, my brother-in-law had it, and his mother gave it to me. She said, you'll take better care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have it. Uh, and, and, they, and my former brother-in-law knows and said it was okay. Uh, so anyway, it, it's great, but because they were in the microverse, it was... It then also kind of retconned or pushed together, so it was the same place where Jarella had been from in Hulk, right. and and where Psycho Man from the Fantastic Four. Well, Psycho Man and, shows up in in Micronauts. I know, in Micronauts but that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. that they, is that they retconned that all together? And clearly, I think, I, actually, I think um, when he was introduced in the Fantastic Four, Psycho Man was from. Uh, the, the microverse, and they used the, you're right, and they used the same concepts. So that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. retconned into being the same thing, but yeah. you'd had a year of of the Micronauts without anybody mentioning, say, is Psycho Man from there? You know, and and then <laughs> and then he showed up, and because I know they crossed over the Fantastic Four, they crossed over with X Men, I think they crossed over with the Avengers. There's still a character running around. I don't know if he's been that powerful or or that that prevalent in Marvel comics, but uh, Captain Universe. Yes. And and Captain Universe was the energy right. built up by the long sleep of Commander Ran, which was also sort of used in Guardians of the Galaxy for uh, Vance Astro, right? Had been asleep for a thousand years, and so that so yeah, Astro was kind of a prisoner in his spacesuit because he had been right, right. If he took it off, he would decompose. Right. So they th that energy would then come and visit, and became the Uniforce, and and. Would visit it, people. I think there was a very, mini series or a summer event. Yeah, in there, there was. There was, and I think uh, Spider Man got the uh, yeah got the power. Captain Universe, uh, the hero who could be you. I, I think there was a what if, actually, of what if Aunt May got the um, yes, yes. I, the, I, th the, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I think that might have been the humor issue. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm confusing it with the, uh, what if Aunt May had become a herald of Galactus and she was known as Golden Oldie? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, people listening, none of this information is useful in order to make money, a living, anything. But these are the things I remember. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it, 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 just great books. I would also, I'll take a, a further point, which I just realized watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So Bug, and, and they did figure out a way, uh, just like with Space Knights, having a five-issue miniseries of Space Knights. There right. is a early 2000s miniseries about the microverse, and I can't remember what they called it, but they did like three issues kind of revisiting to all the characters that they had created 
and that they could disconnect from the Micronauts license because at the same time, Devil's Due Publications was trying to revive Micronauts, had the license from Hasbro. And, uh, but Bug, I, I I don't know how it happened, but he got enlarged. He ended up in our regular universe. Right. And he's one of the founding members of the modern Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And so what I did not realize when I well, saw... The volume two. The of founding Guardians members together. are really the, in the future. <laughs> no, no, no. Of, of the modern. That's what of I said. Modern. The, the oh, modern I see. Ones. Okay, okay. The, the, the ones that are led by Star Lord, who himself was originally not in Marvel continuity. And that, that was in that was in the um, that was a big sci uh, outer space uh, war annihilation remember, annihilation that uh, God there were probably about. Annihilation Wave, Annihilation like Saga. like four feet of comics in a box. You know, uh, so. Oh, don't even try to get the omnibus. I don't know if they even tried to publish it as an omnibus. because hey, uh, you, you could only do them as the individual books, and they were all crossed over and stuff. So. Yeah, it was very yeah. confusing, uh, which is, again, my uh, on a side note, my gripe with Marvel Infinite. Uh, or, sorry, Infinite is DC. Uh, Marvel Comics Unlimited, because it is, uh, oof, yeah, they jump around. They do not lead you organically from event to event uh but anyway uh so he was one of those uh, that the founding members of that whereas at the end of of uh gardens of galaxy volume three they all end up in the uniforms that were the beginning of right. the guardians of the galaxy you know in that modern incarnation but what i had not realized was in v2 when mantis appears and i i was like that's that's not mantis that's not what mantis is like in the comics no. at all but then in v3 drax calls her bug and then I realized that's why she looks like she looks, because she's actually dressed like Bug from the Micronauts. Well, that's that was one of the sad things about Drax and and Mantis, is that they're father and daughter. No, uh, Drax yes. and Moondragon, Moondragon. Are father and, father right, right, and right. daughter. Right, right, right. So yeah, and she has not been introduced in in the in the films. But uh, so yeah, she, uh, for me, she was kind of a replacement for moon dragon because she had the empathy powers and mm -hmm, all that mm -hmm. no you're, so. you're absolutely right but it was a combination of yeah. mantis who also sort of has empathy powers and was then placed in the comics into the guardians of the galaxy yeah uh combination of mantis moon dragon and bug and and even i didn't catch until afterwards because i didn't catch the name um that uh that the what the little girl at the end of of guardians of the galaxy v3 is uh, is the other uh, Quasar, the new Quasar, who is Captain wow. Captain Marvel's daughter, right? So I can't remember the name offhand, but that's but that's who her analog is. We had this conversation a while ago, and I actually found the name, and now I've forgotten it again. Yeah. You didn't have it with me, but that's that's all right. Uh, yeah. So I can tell because we haven't talked since. Uh, no, this was a while ago, like six months ago. We wouldn't have known in the uh, well. You know, about the movie. So, anyway. Time travel is so confusing. you got to stop doing it, okay? You just stay linearly. You keep going. It's fine. Play with your Zune. Uh, right? That's the... That's the, uh, that's I, the, the I do still have a Zune. I knew you would. Anyway, uh, so we're very excited about those things. And so it made me think again, all right, we're recording this the night before New Comic Book Day in which... We did mention up top Transformers and uh, and GI Joe, G. Joe. Uh, which of course are part of you know. There's a new Transformers movie. Is that Rise of the Beasts? Um, yep. Which I'm I saw it yesterday. I'm halfway interested in watching it because I didn't like the Michael Bay ones, but I really like Bumblebee. Yeah. And until three weeks ago, I didn't realize that that Rise of the Beasts was actually the sequel to Bumblebee yeah. instead of. I thought it was a sequel to the other Transformers movies. Yeah, so, no, they're 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 a prequel reboot. This one takes place. The first one took place in the eighties, sometime, and this and is nineteen ninety four. Ninety four, right? Because the trailer <laughs> made that very clear oh, okay. when I saw it three weeks ago, and I was like, "Really? That is the first time I saw it was ninety four. But the point is that as we're recording this, Transformers and GI Joe are coming back through Skybound and Image Comics. It is possible that GI Joe is going to continue. This is insane, but true, that the G.I. Joe comics continuity actually does continue from, number one, from Marvel in the 80s, because it's Larry Hama just writing it all the way through. 
And it wasn't initially when IDW relaunched it, but then they asked him if he would. So they just picked up that old continuity. So I'm not sure if Image is going to continue that or not, but Larry Hama said he wrote at least three more issues after after IDW lost the license. But they're appearing in a title called Void Rivals. So if you did not know, and honestly, before we started recording, I think, Rick, you did not realize that either, and I don't know why I even picked the, picked it up that that's where they were, that it was Void Rivals. Uh, because I had speculated when Micronauts and ROMs were, ROM were announced for Marvel that, oh, that must mean G.I. Joe and Transformers are coming back to Marvel. Nope, they're an image. Uh, so I, I'm surprised that Hasbro, who controls all of them, are splitting the licenses up there, and since you've seen Rise of the Beasts, I can say, uh, spoiler, in end credit scene, that right. the film does open the possibility, or the not the possibility, it's going to happen. There's a very, very subtle twist, that, that, but is really obvious. That there's a real American possibility that, uh, that there'll be a reboot that I might actually pay attention to. Because I also didn't like that particular toy film, uh, which Nate Costa made me go to both both uh, both shows, uh, both films. So anyway, so there's that. That's there, and I want to just talk about you know toys that come and go in comics. You know, Masters of the Universe for some reason has doesn't seem to keep, stay at one publisher very long. So I can't speak to like if they have uh, a set continuity. Uh, that that maintains because I think I, I noticed that like even even in the toys lines, there are like three or four different versions of the Masters of the Universe depending on are yeah. you someone who's a hardcore classic uh, collector and you're just buying them for you know are you buying figures that say not for children, um, which really that just chaps my hide. Uh, it, it, are you the one watching the Kevin Smith series or are you watching the more cartoony series that uh, Netflix has them both uh, and the very cartoony She-Ra? And there's a toy line now called Masterverse, which just like blew my, made my head hurt. But because uh, it wasn't like the title is Masters of the Universe, but then Gaz Gretzky set me straight that it is a specific look and toy line, not like the whole thing is not being called the Masterverse. Right. So... It's like the black, um, what do they call the black models uh, for uh, the um, black, Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, the black series, the black series, yeah. Yeah, black series. And, uh, and of course, there's another, there's another uh, book uh, title that has been toy-based that has been, it comes and goes, but I think always through the same publisher, and that's Moonstone, which is Captain Action. And last year, I know you and I had talked about this, that we both got the, finally, after what, how many decades reprint of Captain Action, right. the DC Comics run. But in that case, what made Captain Action intriguing to me as a toy, partially because I didn't have it as a kid, was the all the other costumes of the other heroes. Yeah. So in comics, they don't have the rights to any of those. So they've got a, I mean, it's a decent explanation for powers and what he can do. And, and I think they, they're the current license holders are doing a decent job of, you know, building a continuity and a, and a mythos around it. But we had all the figures and we had a couple of the costumes, but I thought the captain action costume itself was pretty awesome. The, I like the logo, the, the boots mm -hmm. and the hat were really well sculpted and molded. The hat was like a, a captain's hat from a nautical captain. And it, fit very well on the head which yeah I, comparing it with gi joe like the boots for the gi joe are just like really tubular and stocky but the ones for the oh Captain and, those Action thing, I, and I, what i remember about those boots is they cracked like crazy oh yeah but the, the the captain action stuff was a little more rubber than plastic are they to scale i mean could you have no because you know, you're no. at the edge you would have we tried have yeah <laughs> we tried no the uh, gi joe is a little stockier than captain action and yeah. I mean, and that was originally uh, from Ideal, and it's had a couple of different licensors. Uh, I can't remember the last one. I have one of the most recent reproductions uh, on my shelf right now, but I know it had been with playing Mantis for a while. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and to the credit of that figure, of the popularity of that toy, once Ideal stopped making it, they disappeared. Like, yeah. I could still find G.I. Joe's, and, of course, part, part of it was just how much G.I. Joe's stuff they put out. Uh, that was Hasbro as well. Um, 
that that you know it was easy to find those at garage sales it was easy to find them uh yeah. you know an older cousin would say here i got this you can have the tank you can have the jeep uh you know and and so i had a lot of and, and still do although it's very beat up because we played with them like crazy yeah. you know of those original gi joes that's before the lifelike hair and beard and uh though i had that well you know i had that was the adventure no i have i we we didn't have the ones with hair and beard so we like combed these pillows my mother had to get fiber and glued it to the head see kids uh you know and when we lost a hand we'd get a piece of hanger and bend it and make a hook oh no no when my when my hands uh, when they snapped off on my figures you know those became like uh like claw or uh yeah i can't remember there was another hero that does that where the guns are just built into the wrists and that's what i said that was gunner man he had he didn't have hands but he could shoot uh, lasers out of his wrists in, in my imagination. Uh, you know, so there's, I would recommend if somebody wants to go back and, and pick up at, at the very least that DC original stuff, because it's Wally Wood, it's Gil Kane, yeah. it's some giants of, of sixties and seventies comics art again, because of licensing issues never really made an impact in the DC universe, but they're good comics. They just, you know, it, it's just, I'm glad. I'm glad there's a there's a, a an addition collecting it all, but it never really hit huge. Well, so, there's a collection of the Moonstone stuff too, but that stuff is not well, near sure. as good. I, I you know, and, and it's, it's, okay. it's there's a lot more of it though. Yeah, and I want to say because I'm about to dive into is to say what toy lines do we wish had made it and were being revived and uh. continuing, you know. And I, I did mention that Hasbro was going to do this big push, and there's this IDW. Uh, trade paperback. Well, now I say trade back, but there was a series called Revolution, and it had it had Rom, it had Micronauts, it had GI Joe, it had Transformers all together, and then they included in there was a toy line that I'd never bought, so I I, I didn't know anything about the Visionaries, uh, which I think had like uh, holograms in there, um, and at the time Hasbro uh, gave me through comic-con you know they gave me to review like it was a it was one a cutesy figure like i have a cutesy figure of rom and i have a cutesy figure of this visionary and really what i wanted was rom a real rom you know and i didn't know anything about the visionaries uh so i couldn't tell you i think there were comics from marvel briefly uh there were comics another one i just remembered was sect towers insect warriors yeah uh that has not come back but the one, and this will tie into Micronauts, because I was just absolutely convinced that both the Micronauts and this one, Crystar, the Crystal Warrior, which also yep. tied over, uh, connected a couple of times with the Marvel Universe. Uh, Night- Nightcrawler ended up on that planet. Um, I thought both of them would be in Quantum Mania. Because, oh, yeah, that'd be because the quantum verse was very clearly would have been the microverse if there if there were not these negotiations happening. You know the way they do crowd scenes in those movies. It could be you could probably find well, a silhouette. There was a or... there's a fig there's a character in, that they keep that they reference for a while before he appears, who is listed as you know in the quantum verse as being um, he's a, a rock person. And they talk about this rock person they're going to meet. And I was like, oh, that's going to be it. It might not be Chris Starr, but it might be the, the warrior. Because they showed up again, or at least one of them showed up in Secret Wars, uh, the, the, where it was all the, the battle worlds. And in, in the, the uh, crossover book, Weird World. And so one of, one of Chris Starr's uh, warriors, Crystal Warriors, was in that book. So I thought, oh yeah, he's going to be there. One of them's going to be there, you know. And and those were cool, cool. I mean, all the ones we mentioned, man. If you love sectars, more power to you. I just didn't have that one. As we said, visionaries. Trying to think of, uh, you know, I'm sure people can go crazy with like Silverhawks, you know, uh, Thundercats, a whole bunch of series. You know, everybody was trying to, yeah, trying trying to get their piece of the pie on the on the toys and. You know, I, I I remember that book fondly. I again, I don't I don't think I ever read Visionaries, but were there any others that you that you can think of that had had tie-ins? Oh, I some one of my favorite lines was probably from the '90s, and that was uh, I can't remember what the name of the company was, but they did a run of Aliens um, figures. So they had Ripley, and they had all the Marines. Oh, that was had, Kenner. 
Was that Kenner? Yeah. And but those... see, I, I wouldn't count that because that's that's a toy line based on a movie, which yeah. Marvel's doing some really good work with aliens. So you want a toy line, or toy line based on a comic? I'm or... saying no. I'm saying I'm saying comics based on toys. Comics based on toys. Okay. Major Matt Mason. Now I know there's a big little book. Was there ever a comic book? I don't think so. Yeah, and that's it. That may have been a pro. I think there was a promotional comic book that you could get because they did all kinds of stuff where you could get. Um, I actually just last week got a got a very good copy. It needs some rest- restoration. I'll probably have to buy another one to get parts of a board game called Capture Hill Seventy Nine. That is a GI Joe. It was a promotional thing. There was a oh. contest. You couldn't buy it in stores. You had to win the local contest, and then they would send it. To you. It was a really, really. It was like my first war game, and it's it's not a bad game. So it was like a sixties one. Yeah, definitely oh, yeah. in the sixties. I, I yeah. So, I had a light board, a GI Joe drawing board, and then I had a cutout, like GI Joe Battle Zone. You know, you'd lay out the map, and then you'd have these cardboard cutouts of G.I. Joes, and you could have war games. Well, you know who the 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 keeper of this stuff now, who has the license for not not figures, but games, is a company called Renegade. And they, are, they have the licenses for both uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe. Can I pause for a, for a question? Sure. Are they secretly a ha- owned by Hasbro? I do don't know they may be because i mean uh, right isn't that the issue we've had with uh, dungeons and dragons yeah you know it, there, there's all these just shell games of of brands there's there's nothing on their website that says hasbro um which i would expect if if it if it had and they i mean they have a lot of a lot of different licenses they got the license for werewolf the apocalypse and they've got mm. um, they've got uh, Power Rangers, but they are they are going to town with these licenses. So there are for for Power Rangers, GI Joe, and Transformers among others. My Little Pony. Um, they have role playing games, they have board games, and they have like uh, uh, deck building card games for all all of these. And well, they're not bad games either. I think you just mentioned another one because I think My Little Pony was a toy line first. So I think you're right. Um, that's one that is coming and gone. Uh, that it keeps coming yeah. back. Yeah. Um, you know. So uh, I was just just had to, oh, I was going to tell you on a major Matt Mason note. Uh, I, ch- I I I I thought it was going to be too cruel to send you a photo like blast from the past. Got in like a, a an absolutely sweet set of oh. major Matt Ma- like all the all the astronauts. How many thousands of dollars do they want? I. I didn't even ask. Like, I took a photo. It was a shelf just a little too high for me to see the price tag. And I, I fled the store before I would be tempted to ask and see yeah. if I could buy it. But they had two Callistos. And I think oh. her- heretically, they posed him dabbing. And I thought that was very wrong. But uh, <laughs> because for, that, no, nobody dabs anymore. But that was, the, that was the one major Matt Mason character that I had the longest. After still, everything that was gone, I still had one. one. When I was when I was cleaning out my mom's garage, I found Callisto in decent shape. The gun that you know flicked that little thread, yeah, uh, you know uh, that was not there anymore. I had the gun after I lost the figure, I, and I, I can even see it on if my we, shelf. If we combined our collection, we'd yes, have one indeed. complete Callisto, as well as uh, for some reason I can't find any of the of the major map Masons. Uh, I think I have. T- found two that i bought at a, a garage sale but i have the the little or, that orange treader uh yes you know that was treader. part of the that was part of the base set right and then you put the back snap you put the backpack, backpack on it to get it to which again just across. to completely and i cannot even find this but but i had a whole bunch of uh i have a big uh, big rattan basket uh, that, that my mom made me put all these in uh of a of a toy that i can't even really find listed on ebay ever Billy Blastoff? Oh, yeah, Billy Blastoff. We yeah. had Billy Blastoff. I had a bunch of Billy Blastoffs. Yeah. And, you know, because they were perfect when you were four, you know? <laughs> it's like, and I you never see people talk about that, but that's not a comic book either. But uh, My Little Pony is. Uh, and uh, Major Matt Mason definitely should be. And I, I double checked um, after I just read Tom Hanks' novel, uh, most recent novel, and 
and clearly he loves war comics because there's definitely a, a I won't say a love letter to war comics in the novel uh-huh. but it, but it's definitely uh-huh. he knows World War II or you know late 40s comics and 50s you know Kubert stuff right and uh, it's um it just so I checked on IMDb and he's still listed as developing Major Bat Mason as a film yeah and. I used to think that was kind of a joke, and now I'm like, no, 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 he's really a good writer. I would love to see what he does to flesh out Major Matt Mason. Although, in this day and age, is it sort of like an update of Space 1999? You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I will... I turn- fear it would be like the uh, the Pixar uh, semi... Lightyear? Yeah, Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, we never really did deconstruct... That was, that was such a disappointing film. It had so much promise. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other podcast or a panel yep. like Pixar. What went wrong? <laughs> uh, you know, because every time I see somebody uh, like from Pixar defend like oh, audiences just didn't get Lightyear, I'm like, no, no, no. You didn't understand audiences. Yeah. And you didn't understand that you actually already did do that concept. And it was an animated series called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Right. And like a whole generation grew up watching that. So, but yeah, okay, there, I've done my deconstruction. It's over. I've torn it to shreds. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, if there are other toy lines, you know, I know I mentioned Silverhawks. I don't think there were comics of that, but there might've been. Um, if there's any we missed, by all means, right. Oh, like I wouldn't be surprised. Cause like, even like mask had a comic. Oh yeah. See, forgot about mask, which I think also, was combined in that license, the idea with uh, with Revolution. Like, I think IDW did a couple of issues of Mask. Yeah. But I never, uh, you know, it's another one I never bought So about those toys. So I, I don't know. I got to th- think, you know. But, but those are my rules on this, is it's toys that got adapted to comics and then also TV shows. You know, like, I was just reading a little bit of the history of G.I. Joe as a Marvel comic. They advertised, they animated the commercial to announce the comic as a backdoor way to launch the toy line because the the restrictions from the FCC was you couldn't advert how did that go you couldn't make toys look like a Saturday morning cartoon or something so that you weren't inappropriately marketing to children so it was the first time that a comic book got a commercial and all of it was Marvel had created it you know, I, and, and so all that, everything that was written, and I know that's why there's a super secret project. I I, I probably said too much uh, that <laughs> I, I was I was helping out on where you know that's why I ended up doing a deep dive into into GI Joe. But like I said, mine were 12 inches tall. They had lifelike hair and beard, uh, if if possible. And but did uh, they have chest hair? No, they did not. And mine did. I don't think I even had. Uh, well, you probably used a marker, didn't you? No, I used I used fur off. We combed off of pillows. <laughs> the family dog had these weird bald patches. <laughs> <laughs> Our dog was not named Pillows. Did you have uh, Did you have Kung Fu Grip? No. Okay, I don't have. I didn't have any Kung Fu Grips either. Or my favorite innovation, which uh, never, um, you know, it, you know, which I never got, was that uh, GI Joe had uh, searching eyes. Yeah, that was the last thing. Which now all this reminds me. Sorry, you're gonna, somebody's going to write in, and the one that never got a series, uh, a comic series, but definitely Mattel knew what they were doing. They had Jack Kirby do the box art, and I think even the character design was Big Jim's Wolfpack. Oh yeah, those were cool figures. So some other time they, they didn't. Some some company did a real lame redo of Big Jim, didn't they? Oh, re- along that, with Ma- that, that along- was Mattel. Along with Matt Mason. No, that was Mattel. Last year at Comic-Con. I have the set. God, they were horrible. And they are not great. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's Major Matt Mason, Pulsar, and and, and Big Jim. And not one of these figures actually looks like the original. And I think... Mattel did not sell out of those because, mysteriously, the people that actually wanted them, (laughs) uh, you know, realized... those. No, they just realized... Those weren't the figures they wanted. Right, right. It was a, finally somebody does that. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, they were uh, they were put on like I want to say it was kind of like the He-Man what? model, uh, yeah. or no, it was they were Secret Wars molds. So they were kind of bow legged and, and arms yeah. akimbo. But that's not any of those three figures. 
Yeah. You know, and so anyway. Now, all this has made me think of one other toy that was at once really cool and very disturbing was the um, $6 million man 12-inch action figure. Sure. Okay. Because I, you would I, I you would look through the back of his head to look out oh, his absolutely. eye. Absolutely. And you'd So and there's like a hole in the back of his but head. But I'm going to say once again people Rick never follows the rules. Oh. But so but that's cool because it was a great toy but it was based on a TV show. So yeah. again, I'm trying to I go know, the I other know. way, toys that went into other multimedia. And G.I. Joe is a fuzzy area, except it was a figure, you know, anyway. But that Marvel and Hasbro built, bent all kinds of rules for a far more popular version. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. Uh, though I never, uh, other than I, I bought Snake Eyes because I thought it was a cool-looking figure, I never had any of the Joes from the 80s forward. But that's the version that lasted, and it was a, and it's a great idea, and I give them all kudos. And let's, I mean, let's give it up for Larry Hama being the main writer for all that oh, yeah. time, I and mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And he was also right a, up there with Dave Sim. He was also an occasional guest star on Mash, so it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> so, no, and that's true. That's true. Actor turned uh, comics writer. So, anyway. There we go. I think that's it. If there's another toy line that we missed that, that either should you think should have been a comic book or was, and we just didn't mention it, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or comment on, comment on Facebook or tweet at me. or in Where your letters will be read. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Again, want to mention, uh, because we probably won't record another until we actually meet up in Santa Clara, Whatever hotel it is, because God only knows where I'm going to be. Uh, I, I might be actually on the demon at Great America going, hey, let's talk uh, nerd stuff. Uh, does the demon still exist? I don't even know. Tidal Wave. That's one I think I remember. Anyway, uh, Baycon, 4th of July weekend at the Santa Clara Marriott, which it might as well be the Brett Cave. It's an undisclosed location somewhere. <laughs> I I clearly need to, to look at a map. And, it's uh, on Great America Parkway. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll be there. So I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use, use your powers, powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.